This is The Spot, a BYU-Idaho radio production where we talk about what you're talking about at BYU-Idaho. Today's hosts are me, McKenna Loveless, John Villarreal, Celeste Simmons, and special guests, Aubriana Rush. The views and opinions of this podcast are not that of BYU-Idaho radio or the university and are solely the opinions of the hosts. Super excited for today's episode. I think we all kind of need it. It's still the beginning of the semester. We're talking about study habits. We mentioned our special guest, Abriana. Apparently, you're a studying expert, so I'd like to know kind of how you got that title. Um, so I actually work at BYU-Idaho's Reading Center, um, and that's um, thank you for the title. Uh, <laughs> I um, also have been putting it in practice since I came here. Okay. Um, how long have you been coming to BYU-Idaho? Six years. Dang. <laughs> but nice. I graduate this semester. So. Okay, cool. So it. you've gotten your study habits down now, hopefully. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just got to pass the classes. Got to yeah. apply. So. Okay, cool. Tell us a little bit about the Reading Center. Um, the Reading Center is a place where you can go to have, um, there's two different people that we tutor. Um, there's what's called 102Rs, and it's actually a class that's taken here on campus. Um, and it's a class where people can go to learn skills, um, basic, like, um, how to read, how to um, kind of survive college life. Um, and, and for class time, your job is to go to our, us. That's, that's your class. Um, and it's a really good place to learn skills and strategies. That's 102R. 99 is where you come on your own and you can actually just sign up, um, anytime you want throughout the semester. And we'll teach you those same skills and strategies. Um, and it's just kind of, an accountability buddy as well. Um, they're 99, but also study buddies. So that's what that second one is. That is super cool. I feel like high school didn't prepare me for college at all. Like I didn't learn good study habits, which is weird because I mean, we went 12 years of school, you know, but I don't know how about you guys if you felt the same way. Yeah, not really. I mean, we had like the AVID program, but you had to sign up for it as a class. I wish it was a required class in my high school. I don't know if you guys had AVID. I don't think I, I so. Think, I think we had AVID. I think like the first class from it. Okay. Mm. And it would tell you like about colleges and study mm. habits and tips and stuff like that. But I don't remember a lot of the things. Um, but it's actually weird because <laughs> in high school, I think I was more academic, um, like disciplined. Mm. And I was a better grades for sure. Better GPA. And then college came and I was like, eh, these are good degrees. But that shouldn't be everyone's mentality. <laughs> I think I think of it differently because now I'm paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't want to have to redo this class and pay for it again. So, yeah. One thing is, yeah, in high school, I was like, okay, grades, like whatever, because I didn't really think about like getting to a really good college or anything. And then my freshman year of college, that was when I was like, see, get degrees. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care. I just like want to yeah. have fun. Like, I'm away from my family, whatever. And then now, like coming back from my mission, especially, I was like, oh, wait, no. Like, if I want to, like, get a master's degree or like anything like that, like I actually need good grades to like further my education. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just like I gain more confidence. And I was like, oh, I can do more than just like get a college degree. So now I'm like more focused on my studies. But yeah, it's definitely getting ebb and flow, and I kind of wish I realized that sooner. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it was very different, actually. Um, I was in, like, all of the help you could get and still got bad grades. Ah, oh, dang it. <laughs> um, came here to college, and it was actually, um, like, the Reading Center. 
um, and learning those skills, I learned how to read a textbook for the first time, and I learned how to, um, like, take a test and not, like, fail. Um, we teach testing strategies there, and it was really cool to see, like, hope <laughs> again, um, and I'm getting better grades in college than I did in high school, so... How do you read a textbook? <laughs> it can be really hard. I feel like I just learned how to do that, too. Uh, there's many different strategies. Um, so, first of all, there's, like, this activity that I absolutely love. It's called Skeleton. Um, Celeste, you know a little bit Celeste about it. Celeste is nodding. She's yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Uh, basically, it just kind of, you you have this activity where you can build this skeleton. It's really fun. Um, and it teaches you and goes through, like, every part of what a textbook can hold. So like chapter reviews, um, table of context, the difference between an index and a glossary, chapter summaries, and things like that. And then after that, you can thieve it. Um, and thieving is a different strategy. So, Okay, so kind of understanding what the textbook has, because there really are a lot of study tools in it. Like you mentioned chapter, like summaries. I like never read those, <laughs> but they're actually so helpful. Uh, yeah, for me, I I prefer online textbooks when I can, just mm. because Control F is a lifesaver yes. sometimes. Um, <laughs> for those that don't know, what is Control F? Yeah, Control F is basically a search tool within the document where you put in like a word or a keywords, and it'll help you find those keywords. So if you're looking about a certain subject or looking for a certain you know answer, you can just look up that keyword, and it'll give you more like all the keywords that appear in that chapter or in that book. Mm -hmm. That is pretty helpful. Um, I had Brother Bean, his class, Interpersonal Theory and Practice. It's a great class. I loved it. I, I know, like, it was a lot of work. Like, that class I probably spent 10 to 15 hours a week, like, just for that class studying. But I finally learned how to study a textbook, like Abriana was talking about. Because he does something called chapter captures, where instead of just, like, taking notes about what you're reading you're trying to think of experiences you've had that goes along with what you just read which works for this subject it probably doesn't work for like math or even history but for like interpersonal theory like communicating that kind of stuff I would write down experiences I've had and then I remembered a lot better the content of the chapter and then when I took my test I was just thinking about oh yeah this keyword this vocabulary word goes along with this story in my life. So it was pretty helpful. But definitely 10 to 15 hours a week, that was a lot. <laughs> What's like a normal amount of time that you guys study per week with school? Um, right now, <laughs> I have five classes and I would probably say five to 10 for all of them. Mm -hmm. Like that's probably a little pretty low, but I think I'm, I'm doing pretty like yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing I am doing pretty well so far. So I tried to get ahead at least three or four days ahead of homework um but yeah and sometimes i tend to procrastinate and it's like an all-nighter <laughs> yeah i don't even know really like how many hours just a lot and if it's like a three credit class and typically if it's online i feel like it takes more time um like i'm taking ethics and legal issues online right now and that has been a lot of hours um that's a heavy class yeah it is I don't even, maybe like 10 hours a week for that class. Wow. Maybe. For just one class, though, that's a lot. Yeah. What about you, Abrina? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, it takes me a long time to do things. Um, so, like, something that probably would have taken, like, 30 minutes to read 
takes me like two hours to read because mm-hmm. um, of some struggles that I got. Um, but I probably, I would say, I probably spend like 12 to 15 hours on almost every, like every, every class. I so. feel like after, let's say there's a break in school, then I don't know what to do with myself because literally 10 to 15 hours a week are spent doing homework. And then all of a sudden I don't have that anymore. I'm like, well, now what do I do? It's like, I'm grateful for the break, but also bored. So yeah, I think I, like Celeste mentioned, I think that my freshman year, I was not very good at studying. I used to be a music major. And I took music history, and that was so hard for me to sit through those lectures. I would get so tired, and I would just end up on my phone not paying attention because I wasn't very good at listening and, like, comprehending what was being said because I just couldn't focus for that long. Um, And then our first test came, and I studied for it like I did for my high school tests, just kind of looked over my notes and then went in for the test and just bombed it, like did not do well at all. And for that one, you had to, like, listen to different musical pieces from all over, like, super old songs, like medieval music. They all kind of sound the same. <laughs> and you had to just listen to it and know what the song was. But because they all sounded the same, I was like, I don't know what this is. Uh, Mozart or uh, Bach? Or? I know, yeah. Like, you had to know the title. You had to know the composer. Right. And, yeah, I did not do well. So after that, I'm like, okay, obviously I don't know how to study correctly. So I met with the TA, I think, for that class. And she was like, okay, do you remember learning about this? I'm like, no. She's like, how about this? I'm like, no, you're going to have to just teach me this whole unit because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> so, I, yeah, it really opened my eyes, though, to see that, okay, this is my education. I really need to put the effort in and pay attention during class so that I'm not having to start over for every test, you know, and trying to relearn the whole unit. But after my mission, I think I learned a lot better study habits. I learned how to sit still and just read or focus for a while. And that helped a lot. That's awesome. Uh, There's actually something called the Edinburgh Edinburgh something curve. (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, I don't know the title of it. Google that later. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's it's or you could just if you are going to Google Google the learning curve. Um, basically what it talks about is, um, after a class that we have, um, if we don't study 10 minutes after the class, we lose more than 10% of the class is information Mm -hmm. that we had. Um, but let's say you take notes in your class, um, really good notes, which we can teach you how to do that at the reading center. But, um, you take good notes and you study your classes 10 minutes after you are about going to learn and remember about, I think it's like 32 or something like percent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you study that, it'll just drop back down to about 10% if you don't do anything. Um, if you study 24 hours later, um, if you study 10 minutes after class, and then let's say you study 24 hours later after that class, you're going to remember about um, 40% and it's going to maintain, it's going to plateau. And then it's about, I think, a week after that if you study again. So five, 10 minutes, and these are like 10 minutes just going over notes in class. So it takes about two minutes to do. Um, you do it 24 hours later, you'll remember 50%. Wow. And if you do it a month later, usually when our exams are, you remember 80% of 
I don't know about you, but I like cramming 80% of what I remember instead of a hundred instead of like a hundred percent of it because mm-hmm. then I'm only cramming what's the math 20 percent mm-hmm. in my head instead of all hundred percent like you already know the 80 percent because yeah. you've been building it up yeah I think it's so much better to like study a little bit at a time instead of the night before <laughs> yeah I feel like it's hard with canvas because we look at canvas and we're like mm-hmm. okay that's when it's due yeah. Uh, so, like, I have time. But you should be preparing the days leading up to those assignments or those tests mm-hmm. in order for it to be easier and so you can actually learn it and, like, retain that information. And actually in college, like, what we learn is pretty applicable mm-hmm. because we're literally studying, like, what we want to be in life. Yeah. So it's going to benefit us later on in life, not just, like, we're not just, like, trying to pass a test. We're, like, trying to apply these things. So. We can think about it that way, too. And then when you feel like you actually know something, I don't know about you, but I'm like, wow, I feel so accomplished Mm -hmm. Or when I'm talking to people or when I say I work at a radio station or whatever. People are like, that is so cool. Like, you're going into your thing and you know things that I don't know. But I had to actually care about it and figure out what I actually wanted to study. So I did care about it because I loved music, but maybe not all aspects of it, like history. So I'm glad that I personally found a major that really works for me and makes me excited to go to school and learn I think that helps a lot yeah that's kind of what this job um this job does for me I absolutely love learning these skills um because they've helped me I came here to college not knowing that I was going to struggle as much as I have um and then I had a teacher that was really kind that kind of took me under under his wing and was like hey um I think you struggle with a dyslexia and I was like oh shoot okay that's not how it went but um yeah and then and then I had to learn these strategies and they've helped me so much and now I'm going into communications as well um strategical organizational principles and I want to get a master's in writing so like here comes like this girl that's like yep I'm going to go through school as fast as I can and because of these because of study skills and study strategies I've been able to see the value of learning and of having a growth mindset, mm-hmm. um, being able to be like, oh, I didn't do well. I would never have thought that I was going to go into communications and writing. So I think um, it's good to find what you love. And when you find it, just learn how to study it because it's so fun. It was my teacher that gave me hope yeah. <laughs> that I could find what I wanted to find. That's so cool. Um it was actually Celeste used to be boss. Um, Sister Kirkham, <laughs> she teaches English here on campus, mm-hmm. and um, I was in a class with her, and I wrote a an essay, and it's you just write essays every every week, and we like had this peer reviewing thing, and at the end of the semester came, I wrote an essay, I read everyone's, and then she gave me back my grade, and it was a hundred percent. And I was like, oh, I think she she graded it wrong. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I, I need to meet with you, Sister Kirkham. And she's like, okay. And so I go into her office, and this is like six years ago. And I go into her office, and I'm like, I think you graded my essay wrong, or you thought I was some someone else, but I don't, I don't think I got 100% on this essay. And she's like, well, can you read this for me? And I was like, sure. So I like read this essay, and she's like, how how was that essay? And I was like, ah, uh, well, that's my first essay that I wrote in this class. She's like, yeah, it is. Okay, I want you to read read this one now. So I read it. She's like, is there an improvement? Is there a difference? And I was like, 
yeah and she's like okay i think there's a hundred percent of improvement right wow and i was like yeah she's like yeah so i gave you a hundred percent it's not an accident it blew me away it was the first time i ever got a hundred percent even close to a hundred percent in an essay let alone and then i had another teacher named brother bingham and he kind of went in and he's like aubriana i want you to write this on the board after class and i was like okay and i wrote it and He's like, no, write it how you see it. And I was like, that's wrong. And he goes, you're a genius, Aubriana. It was like the first time I'd ever heard I was a genius. And he's like, I think you have dyslexia. And I was like, oh. And he's like, I can help you. Um, I come from the same, same pot. And uh, it was really cool because here I am going to school, freaking out, like just thought I was normal and that just it was hard. And... I've learned these strategies and these skills and applying them on like thieving and how to read a book, how to dissect a book, how to not take the book all in chunks and, and break it up. And it's really shown me that, you know, applying these strategies and applying these skills that the Reading Center can teach you, um, it changes the way you look at and view and yourself even. So that is so cool and super inspiring. I'm glad that there are teachers like that. That can be like, you can do this, that are super encouraging and that believe in you because it just takes like one wrong thing said that can kind of break you, make you lose your hope. But then when someone can be super encouraging, I'm sure that that's helped you a lot get through school. And I was curious if you've met anyone at the reading center that has dyslexia that you've been able to help specifically. (laughs) Every single semester. Wow. I'm actually tutoring some great people right now um that that kind of struggle with it as well um it's it's pretty common it's more common than it's not yeah that's crazy I'm sure we'd be surprised to to know how many people have dyslexia or other learning disabilities or really any disability that affects their schooling but I'm glad that there are resources that reminds me of like the whole like difference between talent and hard work especially when you have a disability like you have to, it's it. These study habits and this discipline can help you achieve your goals and your dreams, despite just you know being good at it or have being you know having the talent for like oh I can I can read well and it's easy for me to just grab something and just absorb it and take a test and pass it. Um, so it it does take um it reminds me of that like the difference between talent and hard work, and you know sometimes um, hard work always beats talent. And having those study habits and those skills that we develop and through struggle and through strife um, helps us become, you know, better and helps us um, be able to succeed and overpass those people who just go off talent alone, Mm -hmm. you know. And I think it's just it means so much more to us knowing that we put in all this hard work that it didn't come easy to us, but we did it still. And I think about how common ADHD is and how difficult school can be whenever you struggle with ADHD. Like my fiance struggles with that. And he's like, it's just so hard to get motivated. Like sometimes I'm so motivated and I can just get all my homework done. And sometimes it's so hard to even start it. But being able to work through that and see like, wow, I accomplished something. I got a degree. I got a job, whatever it is. I think is it just means so much more than it came easy to me. Yeah, going off of that, um, one thing that I've I've loved learning recently is I kind of 
went in and kind of looked at motivation and like what it is and why why like is it a thing that just happens and um here at the, at the reading center we had a meeting um and in that meeting we talked about kind of how if you're gonna push a snowball down a hill you're not gonna start with a giant snowball but you're gonna start with like maybe maybe a little you know golf size ball if you start pushing that down the hill eventually it's gonna start catching speed right and it's going to catch speed. It's going to be like that Scooby-Doo episode, you know, when he rolls down the hill and then him and Freddy, I think his name is, gets to the bottom of the hill and it like crashes and breaks and they're all like buried in snow. Well, that's kind of motivation, right? So sometimes you just got to like just take it and then just kind of keep rolling at it. And and just then all of a sudden motivation will come, mm-hmm. you know, and and motivation isn't something we can just have. I, I think we have to we have to work for it. We have to get it. Yeah. By starting. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's um um I think that's true because like for me, like sometimes I just procrastinate like, oh I got some assignments to do and I don't want to do them at all. Mm-hmm. Or I could do something like anything else besides that, you know, and I'm just putting it off. Um but when I just sit down and I put my phone away or I put like a like focus mode on my phone and it blocks me from Instagram or anything just so it doesn't block so it doesn't distract me. And I start writing or I start doing what I have to do. And it kind of just gives me that momentum to keep going, to motivation, to get it done. And once I'm done, I feel like accomplished. Like, oh, great. Now I can go eat. Now I can go watch a movie, whatever, you know, hang out with a friend. And it's just sometimes you just got to have to, you know, motivation comes in the doing, not in the beginning. It's just you just got to start, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember that progress is progress no matter what it is. Because sometimes I'll set goals for myself. I'm like, okay, I want to do like five assignments today but the goal is too big or maybe I don't have enough motivation that day to like get all those assignments done um but even if I just get like half of one assignment done like I still did half an assignment like that's more than what was done before so I think remembering that and I also just want to like make a little plug-in for the reading center like the reading center is so awesome like seriously people receive so much help and like I was on the tutoring side so I was able to tutor um students who were struggling with things and seeing them progress and meet their goals and like work little by little to you know raise their grades or whatever their goals were is so satisfying and like those skills that Aubriana was talking about there's a million of them like she barely touched on like what there is like there are so many for like reading comprehension note-taking skills time management um, making goals they're called DAPS goals um they're kind of like smart goals but Seriously, yeah, but better. (laughs) But there's so much um, that you can learn there. And you don't even have to, like, have a learning disability. Like, I use those skills. Like, I applied them um, as I was, like, teaching them. And I was able to improve my grades as well. So definitely, I don't know, check out the Reading Center. And you don't need, it's not even, like, a huge commitment. You can just go once a week and, like, have a study buddy. And it's helpful. So, yeah. I'll put a plug in then, too, because I work at the Presentation Practice Center as well as the radio station. And I think just the tutoring opportunities that there are at the school are great because they're free and it's students. So they're on your level. You know, they are probably in similar classes as you. And so they get it. Um, I really enjoy just giving people feedback, like for the Presentation Practice Center, that's for like public speaking or like class presentations that you have to give. You can come practice it. You can outline it. You can brainstorm 
really any help that you need with that stuff, we can sit down with you one-on-one and help you through it. And it's really, it's fulfilling for me to see someone that was like, oh, I hate public speaking. I do not want to do this project. Don't even take this class. But then when they find something they're passionate about because we just work together and brainstormed and they're like, oh, I could talk about this for hours. Like, I love this topic. So it is, there are so many resources that the school has. So definitely check out the Reading Center, the PPC, and there's a lot of other tutoring centers too that are specific to like subjects and classes. Yeah, some of those are like peer mentoring Mm -hmm. where they like take you and you can learn like social skills. Yeah, social skills skills too. Um, And like emotional support as well mm-hmm. is that what that's what the peer mentoring does and yeah there's there's so many yeah, yeah my, we all want to help my roommate uh he works in the mentoring department and stuff like that i think he does something i don't know exactly what department within that but he helps with mentoring that's all i know yeah <laughs> but I, i've definitely i've used the ppc um i think once or twice and it was very helpful um i think i used it for uh interpersonal uh theory and communication, um, and then also I think public speaking. Um, so it, it definitely helps to go up there and show them what you got and present your presentation. They give you pointers like, hey, maybe you should do this, don't do that, do this, make sure to focus on that, and it helps you touch up and um, get that second opinion. Um, so, yeah, I think I, th- I think it's, it's, a, it's a valuable asset and resource, the tutoring and academics um success center in general and all of its little departments. Yeah, it's just nice to have someone to bounce ideas off of. And I think that can also be a great study tool is like having study groups. But I actually, I asked a friend, I have a little sound clip that we can listen to. I was curious her thoughts on study groups. So let's listen to that. And I'm curious your guys' thoughts. I think study groups can work and can't work. Um, You know, I think in some instances they really can work if you have a really good group of people that actually wants to participate and actually wants to contribute to the group. This past semester um, in the winter, I took a class and that particular class, we met a couple times throughout the semester and like we just had a really good group of people that really wanted to actually help each other out. I thought that was interesting. She said sometimes it can work and sometimes it can't. But I have been in some really good study groups where the people in it actually want to do well on the test. They're like, hey, we need to get together. We need to study together. I don't even know if it's like a personal. I can't think of many personal experiences, but I can think with one of my roommates. She's also like one of my best friends. But I think it was last semester she was in an online study group. So they would meet on Zoom like once a week. And she would be in the living room like on her meetings because that's just I don't know where she wanted to do her meetings. And she would say things and the group would like totally ignore her and she was so frustrated every week like I hate going on these zoom calls like no one pays attention to me like they all think they're smarter than me and like whatever so that was like a negative experience with the study group um I think required yeah it was like a required Mm -hmm. one yeah so I think just like when we are in a study group to be aware like to listen to everyone and to like respond to everyone because like I would be there and she would literally be like oh maybe for number five like we could do this answer and they would just like go on to the next thing and like not even say anything and I was like is your mute like are you muted like what's going on but she wasn't um it was kind of a weird dynamic with her group but there are like other positive experiences like now I can think of one with my professional presentations class with brother Embry we had to do like group presentations and my group was super awesome. Like we were always like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Or, like, oh yeah, that's good. Or like, what if we incorporated this? And like, 
it was very positive and uplifting. So, yeah, it definitely depends on like, the people. Yeah. And sometimes, except for that second instance you said, I think sometimes when it's required or that you're put in a group and you don't really get to choose, I think sometimes it is like, I'm just here for the credit, you know, and they don't really want to help you. But it's nice when you can, I think this is a recommendation I have, especially if you're new to school or trying to get better study habits. When you go into a class at the beginning of the semester, try to make friends with the people around you, get their numbers so that you can reach out and be like, when is this due? Or I'm kind of confused on this assignment. Let's get together. Let's study. Because I think when it's like a choice and people want to get a better grade, then they're going to work a lot harder. They're going to listen to your ideas. Sometimes when it's required, it's just not the same dynamic, but it can be if everyone just puts in the the effort. Yeah. Now, study groups or like group projects and stuff like that where you have to work with other people, it's, it has like that moral obligation on you. Like, well, I have to do it because not only for me, but I don't want to mess up someone else's grade and I feel guilty. Mm-hmm. And that kind of pushes me to be like, let me get my stuff done on time so they can then, you know, you know, edit it or get their stuff done so we can work together. Because I, I feel bad, especially if I'm in a group and... They're very like that. They're trying really hard, and I'm like, oh, I gotta try hard too, you know. I, I, so I, I for study groups like that or, or group projects in general, it, it kind of I feed off their energy and it helps me like, okay, now I gotta, I gotta, um, ponerme las pilas, as my mom would say, which means put on your batteries, but it means like <laughs> get going, yeah. you know, do stuff. Um, so and and sometimes it can't work, I guess, depending on like study groups, um, if um no one stays focused on the objective at hand and people just, you know, use it as a time to socialize instead of get work, get things done and, and get, and, uh, get work done. It can be a distraction. So it, definitely you need the right type of people to keep you accountable. And it's like, okay, we're steering off the subject. Let's get back on it. You know, Hey, did you do this? And be able to have that communication and be able to, uh, um, yeah, just keep it, you know, keep, keep people accountable and keep people on track. I think it's a good sign if you are all kind of getting off track and talking because that means you've you've bonded and gotten closer as a study group. But yeah, you have to have that person that's like, okay, let's get back on track. We have a test tomorrow. And there's this also the skill that someone reached out to me and they're like, hey, I heard you're doing this podcast about study habits. You should look into SAFMEDS. Have you heard of that? It's an acronym. So S-A-F-M-E-D-S. I thought they were a type of medication. Not a medication. <laughs> it does sound like that. But this is what it stands for. Say all fast minute everyday shuffle. So what you do pretty much. So let's say you have like flashcards or Quizlet or something. You have all these key terms you need to learn. You have to say it out loud, like not just read it in your head, but actually say it out loud. You say the word, you say the definition, both of those. You do it quickly, like in a minute, I think is all you're supposed to do. Do as many as you can in a minute. You do it every day. And then after you go through the whole stack, you shuffle them so that you're not learning the order, you know. And as you do that, as you say it out loud, you do it quickly and you do it every day and then shuffle through. Apparently, it's like the most effective way to study. I've never tried it, but I just learned about it. I'm curious about it. But I don't know. Flashcards can be hard for me. So maybe saying it out loud could help and just doing it for a short time. So my attention span can't take flashcards for very long. I, I, I What I used to do, I don't remember the class, but it was for like, I think it was maybe in high school, but like it was maybe in an anatomy and physiology class. And to memorize the definition terms of body parts and processes, 
I would do the flashcards, but then, and I put the definition on the back, and I would have someone quiz me or something and test me and give me hints and stuff like that. But definitely, like, you know, like saying it out loud and, and repeating it and shuffling it definitely helps. And having a, another person to be able to quiz you on, and, you know, they'll tell you, like, right or wrong, and it definitely helps um, cement that into your brain. I say when you're trying to study or do an assignment and you have a bad habit of getting on your phone or like listening to notifications, put your phones far away from you, maybe in another room or something or turn it off or put some sort of like app or setting to, you know, do not disturb. That way you can focus more and ha have less distractions. Yeah, going along with distractions, I cannot study with other people. Like I have to be in like solitary confinement <laughs> to like actually get good work done. Um, so like for me personally, like, Finding a place that's, like, not distracting, maybe, like, the second floor of the library where it's, like, the silent zone or whatever. Um, but just, like, finding a place where you can go and, like, set time apart to study is very helpful, like, having a designated location. And then for me, like, I can't listen to music with words. Like, I can listen to, like, classical music or, like, the lo-fi, mm -hmm. like, beats or whatever. I love that one on YouTube. Um or, yeah, but if there is someone else with me, like, if they're focused on their thing and, like, we're not trying to, like, talk, then I can study with someone else. But someone that I can, like, talk to forever, like, there's no way I can do homework with them. Um, so, yeah, I think just, like, knowing yourself and understanding, like, what distracts you. Because some people can listen to, like, whatever music and, like, study and they're fine. So, I think just kind of understanding, like, I don't know, like, maybe with trial and error, like, oh, this works for me or this doesn't work for me. Or, like, this is too quiet of an area or, like, whatever. Um... But yeah, just, like, understanding yourself. And then another thing is breaks. Like, taking breaks is super, super helpful. There's this, I don't even, like, this, I don't know what it's called, but, like, this method. It's called the Pomodoro. I don't even know how to pronounce it. <laughs> but it's, like, P-O-M-O-D-O-R-O. -O -O. And I think it's every 25 minutes. You study for 25 minutes and you get a five-minute break. So it's like for an hour, you do that for an hour. Then at the end of the hour, you get like a 10 minute break, something along those lines. Um, but they have them on YouTube where like they'll have like study beats like playing for 25 minutes and then it'll like do a little timer and it'll give you like five minutes to take a break. So that's when you can like check your phone, like go to the bathroom, get water, like eat a snack, whatever. Um, but then it kind of motivates you because you're like, if you're like, oh, like I don't want to study anymore. But then you check the time. It's like, oh, I only have like five more minutes. Like I can, I can study for five more minutes and then you get a break. Um, it's pretty motivating and then you feel like rejuvenated to study for the next like 25 minute segment. So I like doing that a lot. Yeah. That helps me. Then you don't get burnt out. I've heard of like a gummy bear method where like let's say you're reading a lot of pages in a textbook, like a lot of chapters and you hate reading. And what you do is like you put a gummy bear on each page and <laughs> like if I finish the page, I get to reward myself with a gummy bear. So you condition your brain to be like. <laughs> and then you know. as you're taking your test, you're like, this was the strawberry flavor. On this oh, yeah. <laughs> right. That's One thing that I love doing is when I'm on campus, I stay on campus and I do campus things. I do classes and school and I don't go home until my homework is done for that day. Um, and then um, when my homework's done, I'll, I'll then, you know, go home, eat dinner, and then I don't do, I don't do schoolwork at home. Um, I found that, you know, schoolwork at home doesn't do well, you know, kind of like Slessor saying, she likes pure silence. Um, but when you're at school, do school. Um, treat it like an eight to five job. 
that's something that I've learned that I've applied that's really helped me. Yeah, and I think that's my last advice too, is just to be patient with yourself because you just have to learn what works for you. Trial and error. You have four plus years of college to figure it out. And there's so many resources. So just be patient and we believe in you. You can do it. You've been listening to The Spot, a production of BYU-Idaho Radio. Today's hosts were me, McKenna Loveless, John Villarreal, Celeste Simmons, and special guest, Aubriana Rice. The views and opinions of this podcast are not that of BYU-Idaho Radio or the university and are solely the opinions of the hosts. This episode was edited by me, McKenna Loveless. Producers were the hosts with supervision by Brandon Isle. Our theme music is Finding Happiness by DJ Quads and The Perpetual Ticking of Time by Artificial Music. To listen to more episodes of The Spot, like and follow us on social media or visit our website, byui.edu radio and click podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to the BYU-Idaho Radio podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. And also leave a review of the show and leave a comment on what we should talk about next.